Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Let's do a little rewind this morning. We're going to jump into our value uh, today. If you don't know me, my name is Matt. It's great to have you here this morning. Um, and uh, here's a little bit about us as we just walk through values and who we are, what we're about, and what we want to get done uh, here in this area. So the first one is, is our mission. We've been rewinding and just going over this again and again the entire month of August. And our mission is we exist so people can meet no and follow Jesus. We want people to meet him. Then we want them to know him, which takes us deeper into that walk. And then we want to follow him and, and live this thing out. This is Matthew 20. I feel like this is the mission of the church. The church has no other mission than, than this. And so however people phrase it, however they want it, what, what are we about? We are about people knowing, meeting, and following, and loving Jesus and who he is. Our, our vision, what do we see ourselves doing as a church? We see ourselves building a church that relates to an upcoming generation, right, right here in this area, and then multiplying that model. Um, and so as we kind of get through COVID, what we're going to do as a church is we're going to go to two services. Once we really fill up one, right, we're going to two, and then three, and then four, why? Because we want to reach more people. We're always going to look down. We, we say often in our culture, the most important person is someone who doesn't know Christ, right? And then someone from the next generation. We always want the gospel to go out, and we want the gospel to go down. And so we really see ourselves attaching ourselves to that. And then let's get to our, our values. Uh, values, we went through this a couple weeks ago. Love, love is our calling, right? Love is our calling. It's our highest calling. Courage is our choice. I enjoyed preaching through that one. Cheers is our heart, which we talked about last week, and today, friendship is our vibe. Next week, worship is our passion. Today, we're going to talk about friendship being our vibe. Have you ever been in a room where the vibe was bad? Can I see some hands this morning? You ever, you ever been in an office, maybe meeting or a setting, and the vibe was just bad, right? You ever been in a place where the vibe was maybe just a little bit awkward, maybe that family reunion or something, you know, and... You got, you got too many weird uncles in the same place, and then the vibe is maybe just a little, a little awkward. You, maybe you ever had a, a friendship or relationship kind of just get off, you know, and they just you're not quite communicating. You can't know, you don't really know where you went off. You're not really sure how to get back on, and the vibe now is just, just a little, a little off. Um, you know what's funny about vibes is they're kind of hard to d- define, but how many of you know they're easy to experience? Right? Like, it's a little hard to define what it is, but, oh, it's easy to experience. I, I know when I'm ex- experiencing it. So, so when we talk about today's value, we as a church are always working on friendship being our vibe. We're always trying to build a healthy community and a healthy culture, a positive culture. And, uh, and we're, we're working at it. We want to give attention to it. We, we want friendship to be the vibe. We believe in healthy growing friendships, and we believe they mean a lot to God, and therefore they mean a lot to us. What we like to do on social media is we try to beat people into being better, but how many know the church isn't for a beating, it's for a building, right? We want to build people up, not beat them down, but we believe in building people to be better. Amen. And so that's why friendship is our vibe. Jesus did all of his encouraging and correcting through relationship. He didn't even correct people that he wasn't in a relationship, but isn't that interesting? 
Like, we, we love to correct people that are, like, on the other side of the country, you know, but come on, how many of you know that Jesus did all of his encouraging, correcting, and loving in the context of relationship? And that's what we as a church are. It's what we're about. Friendship is our vibe. That's what we mean when we, when we say this. I want to do a little, little history this morning here. If I, if I take my, my phone out here, you all know what this is, and I, and I flip it around, and I take a picture of myself, what's that called? A selfie, right? A selfie. Now, I did a little research, and I was like, how did the selfie get started? It's, it's obviously, it's here. We all know what it is when somebody does this. How did the selfie get started? I found a few fun things. First of all, in 1839, Robert Cornelius is credited to taking the first selfie. Of course, he didn't call it a selfie. It was called a self-portrait back in 1839, but he is the one accredited to the first selfie but did he actually start the selfie we don't know, really know but but he's the one 1839 then in 1934 you can throw this up this is Helmer Larson see he's he's using a stick to push the button on the the, the photography stand there this is the original selfie stick here we go in 1934 the first selfie stick here and so maybe he's accredited here here Helmer in Sweden is is the first selfie uh, it's also possibly accredited in 1994 to a man in Japan named Sasaki, and it was inspired by the culture of the, of the ladies in the 90s of Japan taking a ton of photos, right? And so, and so he's kind of accredited to creating the, the selfie culture. The Oxford Dictionary, I thought this was fascinating, they, they give the credit to the Australians. And so if you know anything about Australians, they love to shorten everything. Right? Like, it's not breakfast, it's brekkie. Right? It's not a firefighter, it's, it's a fiery. Okay? And, and so it's not a barbecue, it's the barbie. And so they just kind of shorten everything. And so the, the Oxford Dictionary actually accredits it to somebody uh, who took a, a picture and, and, and they had too much to drink and they just called it a selfie online and they just shortened it. And so the Oxford Dictionary literally accredits the Australians. Why do they always come up with the best stuff? Those, those Australians, man, they always have good ideas. Good ideas. And so, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe it's them. In 2002, that's, that's what Oxford says. It was an Australian that said it for the first time, uh, is, is the selfie. And then, then you have Paris Hilton. And this is the image right here. This is from November 2006. And Paris Hilton claims that she and Brittany created the selfie. And maybe they did. I don't know. Like, I just, it's, it's somewhat intriguing who started the selfie. But here's what we do know. Whoever started it, it is here to stay for, forever, right? It's funny. Even my daughter's like, can I have your phone? And she just wants to make videos of herself. She made this really great movie yesterday with Zealand about Zealand being a shark and chasing her. And, and she's just doing this self-made movie. We just, I don't know, there's something inside of us. We, we love selfies, right? So it's, it's here. But there's also another kind of image, right? So if I take my phone out and I, and I flip it around, but I, I sit next to Orlando and Michelle, who, who are going to get married, y'all, later this year. Come on, somebody. And, uh, and if, if I'm like, hey, let's all get in this thing, and, you know, and then I do this thing, and I take a photo here. Thank you. Yeah, my head's blocking you. Okay. So, you know, if I take that, what is that called? That's an ussy, right? That's a, y'all didn't know that. How did we not? Come on, church. Like, we know this. Like, that, that, that's an ussy, right? And, and so, so a selfie, it's me, and if, if I include others, right, it, it's, it's an ussy. Can I just remind us all this morning that church is an ussy? It's an ussy, right? If you pull up God's Instagram account, it, it's full of ussies. 
and not selfies. Here, here's the thing about ussies, okay? And even, even here, you notice it a little bit. Michelle's like, your head's in my way, right? Like, like, like when, you take, when you take an ussy, it's always a little bit harder than a selfie. Because when you take a selfie, right, you're like, how does my hair look? How does, how does the light look on me? You know, how's my smile? And, and, and boom, and, I, and I'm just worried about me. When you're taking an ussy, now your friends have input. Right? It is, as you take ussies, we all have those friends that are not as emotionally excited to take the picture as you. And you have to work a little extra harder to get them to smile and pretend like they want to be in the photo with you. Right? Like you, all, you always have the, the friends that are overly critical. Right? And they're like, oh, no, it's not my good angle. Like, do it again. I'm going to put my arm out like this or something. You know, it's like, it's like there's, there's more and you got to work a little harder. And, and then as an ussie, you got to stretch a little bit to include everybody. Right, like Michelle wanted to be seen, right? She's like, move your head, bro. Like, you have to include and, and, and stretch and get everybody's angle and, and get everybody in. And, and so, so, dude, church, it's an ussy. It's a little harder to include other people. Like, yes, you've got that overly emotional friend, and you've got that friend that maybe doesn't want to be there, and you've got that overly critical person, and, and you've, got, you've got the thing that doesn't quite fit, and so we got to stretch to include. Church, church is an ussy. It's, it's an ussy, and we have to, we have to stretch for it. it's it's a little harder to take the photo that God wants. One of the things that I've noticed in, in church culture is I think kind of in the last 20, 30 years, we've talked about this a little bit as we've gone through values, is that we've kind of created a consumer Christian. And we talk about this a little bit as a church, but we've kind of created this consumer Christian that and, and consumerism isn't anything wrong with it. It's something that we all do, it's something we all bring to the table. And consumers naturally think the world is just about me. And that's okay, right? I buy the clothes that I want. I buy the shoes that I want. I eat at the store that, you know, the, the hamburger place that I want, right? It's like, so everything is just drifted toward, toward me in a, a selfie lifestyle, right? It just drifts towards me. Yet God's not called us to be consumers. He's called us to be contributors of his mission. You know what's funny about a selfie? When you, when you see a selfie of yourself online... Like, like you start thinking, you know, hey, is that my best photo? How's my smile? How's my hair? Right? Like you just, you just kind of think about yourself, which is, which is fine. It's normal. Here's what's wild. When you take an ussy, where does your attention still go? To yourself. Exactly. The, the dynamic has changed, but oh, watch this. Not your heart. Ooh, the dynamic has changed. I know it's about us, but, but really, I still want to see myself. In fact, psychologists tell us that it's hard for us to fake more than a minute of looking at pictures where we're not in. You ever, you ever had somebody sit down and be like, hey, look at my photo album. And you're like, okay, that's great. I got about 30 seconds, and that's about all I can fake the smile for. You know, Like, oh, I'm so happy to see you in Barbados. Like, we don't care about photos that we're not in. There's just something about us that if we're in the photo, hey, we're excited. And, and if we take the photo... We're not looking at our friends. Our friend could have had the worst picture ever. But if we had a good photo, come on, how many of you know it's a good picture and it's Instagram worthy, right? You're like, my friend can forgive me later, but I look awesome. Like, we're taking this, we're taking this photo, right? There's, there's something about the dynamic changed. We knew it's an ussy, but not my, not my heart. Isn't, isn't that funny where even the dynamic of church, we know the dynamic is an ussy, but in my heart it's still about me. Can, can I be honest? It takes a lot of work for the Holy Spirit to work in me to make church not about me, but about others. And when I realize that friendship 
is the vibe. The vibe is church is of usy. It's not about me. It's about others and their experience to God. But, but here's the cool thing. Church is better when it's about others. Can, can I be honest? I didn't show up today for me. I showed up today for somebody else. And, and the faster you as a believer make that switch on the inside that I'm showing up for somebody else, yo, just the better Christianity gets because it's an ussy. And my heart wants to look at me, but I'm, you know, it's about somebody else. I, I love this quote from JFK. He said, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Just this little internal switch. Not what can church do for me, but maybe what could I do for church? What could I do for the kingdom? What could I do for somebody else today that might need a, a word of encouragement or love or prayer? What can I give today, not just receive? Church is an, an ussy. It's an, it's an ussy. And can I be honest, guys? It, it's, I've been in ministry now about 18 years. I've seen way too many people make church about them, and then they, they fell away because, can I be honest, there's no sustaining power in that. God can never give his grace on a self-focus. When I, when I make church about me, there's no grace to sustain that. And so they're like, oh, I'm not getting what I want, and therefore I fall away. But, but can I be honest, if you make church about others and you make Christianity about somebody else, God gives grace to sustain that race. It's about other people. It's about them coming to Christ. It's about them finding love. It's about them building healthy marriages and building healthy lives and building healthy kids and all these things. If I make that the mission, I receive God's grace and that fire and that energy to keep on going because I don't make the focus myself. Let's be honest. We all get annoyed with ourselves, don't we? You ever just gotten annoyed with your own negativity? You ever gotten to a point where you're just like, I can't stand myself? <laughs> it's like, like, I'm tired of what I'm saying. Like, I've been there before. I'm just like, bro, just stop. Like, I'm just, I'm annoyed with all my own thoughts. And, and that's the thing. We just bring who we are to church. And, and I got, it takes a lot of work and a lot of discipline for the Holy Spirit to work in me and say, dude, not you today, but somebody else. Amen. Church is, is about other people. The Bible actually talks a lot about, about us coming together. The Bible is full of one another's, and we're going to look at that in just, in just a moment. Uh, but before I get to that, one of the things that I've noticed recently is a lot more Friends t-shirts. How many of y'all old enough to remember the TV show Friends? Anybody watched some reruns of, of Friends? Okay, you know, I know my millennials were getting a little older, y'all. Okay, Gen Z, shut up. Okay, it's going to happen to you too. Okay, like, like it, it, it goes fast. It goes real fast. Uh, but I've been noticing a little bit more Friends t-shirts recently, and I know they just had like their big reunion on Netflix or whatever that was. And, and, and I know kind of like the 90s and early O's are back in style. You ever notice 20 years goes by, and then it's like what was in 20 years ago is kind of all coming back, right? And so like I'm noticing like this, this neo-90s O's trend, and I, I'm noticing this retro vibe to Friends. And, and, you know, and I think Friends ran from like 94 to 2004 or something. So it's just kind of this, it's got this retro cool to it. And, and so I'm looking at all these Friends t-shirts, and I was thinking about this show, Friends, and, and I just remembered it from back in the day. I haven't watched it in forever. Uh, but the thing about what was cool about Friends, it wasn't really one actor or actress that carried the show. If anything, it was the dynamic of the, the six of them interacting that made the show so catchable. In other words, all the action of the show was caught up in the interactions. You know, I wonder when it comes to church, I wonder if, if all the action comes from the interaction. 
You know, I said last week, and I'm going to say it again, church isn't built on the talents of a few. It's built on the sacrifices of many. It's, it's really not built on the big things done by the one. It's built on the small things done by the many. It's, it's this interaction that creates the action. Let's look at Acts chapter 2 really quick, and I want to, I want to bring this out. It says, he's talking about the believers. It says, they devote themselves to the teaching, the apostles' teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property, possessions to give to anyone who had a need, right? Just this radical generosity. We talked about that last week. Every day they continued to meet together in temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God, enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. Here's what's kind of crazy. As they interacted, the Holy Spirit brought the action. And here's, here's what's wild. Their community became both blessable and catchable. Can I, can, I, can I tell you the honest truth? Who doesn't want to be in a great community? Who doesn't want to be in a vibe full of friendship? Who doesn't want to be around people that genuinely care? Almost everybody, right? Like almost everybody. And so as you make friendship the vibe and as you work on the interaction, the Holy Spirit brings the action. And so let's look at the one another's of the Bible. There's, there's a few of them, and I want to sit down, and I, and I want to go through them for the next 10 minutes. And I know time is, is flying already, but let's look at this. The one another's of the Bible, um, and we're just going to break a few of these down. Look at this, Romans 16, 16. Let me start in the first one. Watch this. Greet one another. Just greet one another. Isn't that interesting that as you walk through the door, one of the most profound things that you can do on a Sunday is say hi to somebody else? Isn't that interesting? How many places do you go, though, and you don't get a genuine, hey, good morning, how was your week? You ever gone to McDonald's and got a good morning, how was your week? I haven't. Chick-fil-A is probably the closest thing, you know, when they're like, my pleasure, and you're like, thank you. Thank you for giving me my chicken sandwich. You know, whatever. It's just, but like, how many of you know that, that a little bit of care in our society goes a long way? And when you can ask somebody, hey, how you doing, and you actually mean it? Right? And you don't have to break down all your stuff, but if you're like, yeah, it was good or it was kind of rocky, and, and you can have a minute conversation. How many of you know that just greeting one another, there's some power in that? Saying, yo, let me slow down, and I care about you for the next five minutes. And we'll make that a big deal. There's, there's some power in just greeting one another. Look, look at the next one, Galatians 5.13. Serve one another. Can I get you a cup of coffee? Here, here, here's a napkin. You, you need some water? Can I take you out for tacos afterwards? Come on, somebody, like you want that to happen to you this morning, right? Like, 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 like serve one another. Just serve one another. Look at John 13, 34. Love one another. Love, love one another. Romans 12, 10. Honor, honor one another. How do you know you've honored somebody? They feel honored. That's how you know you've honored somebody. They feel, wow, I feel the honor. Romans 12, 16, live in harmony with one another. Romans 15, 7, accept one another. You know, I, I wonder, do we accept the person that's got 10 followers the same way we do that has 10,000 followers? Ooh, come on. If I could pick on the modern church a little bit, like we, we really like when things look good. But, man, are we accepting the people that come through the door? Uh, carry each other's burden, Galatians 6, 2. Be devoted to one another, Romans 12, 10. Be kind and compassionate to one another. I love this one. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Somebody in our church is going to have a bad day. 
Somebody's going to walk in their flesh. Somebody's going to have an attitude. Are, are, are you going to be short or are you going to be, you know, patient? Your spouse is going to have a bad day. It's going to happen. Are you going to be quick to anger or are you going to be patient? Come on, like you kids aren't always going to act the way that they want to act, right? Are, are you going to be patient or are you going to be short? It says be patient, bearing with one another. Be, be at peace with one another. Mark chapter 9. Dude, we would have revival in the, in the body of Christ if we could just be at peace with each other. Hey, I forgive you. Maybe I misunderstood you. Maybe I don't know where you're coming from. I'm just going to choose to be at peace with you. One of the translations of peace just means the absence of chaos. Dude, what a, what a revival that would be in the body of Christ if we could just be like, I will be at peace. And we're going to work it through, but I'll be at peace. Then it says, close yourself with humility. In humility, consider others better than yourselves. And then submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Teach one another. Instruct one another. Speak to one another. Stop passing judgment. Come on, somebody, on one another. Don't grumble against one another. Don't slander one another. Then it says admonish one another. Spur each other on toward good and loving deeds. Confess your sins to one another. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Build each other up. Let me, let me end right here on this one. Build each other up. This is why we talk to ourselves and we call ourselves Lift Church. From the beginning, we said we want our back muscles to be stronger than our pec muscles. We want to lift people up. We want to build people up into better behavior. How do people get better? It's God's grace. People can't grow under judgment. They can only grow under grace. And as you bring people in, as we bring people into community, we're like, hey, let me lift you up. Let me build you up into something better. What we love to do as a culture, we like to shame people into better behavior. We like to guilt people into better behavior. That's not how people get better. People get better under God's grace and by being built up and where they do it out of health and love and joy, not shame. We used to be a guilt culture in the 1940s and 50s, right, where you did everything out of duty. Now we do everything out of shame. And if somebody doesn't act right, we just want to shame them like crazy online. We want to shame them into better behavior. It doesn't work like that. It's God's grace, his love, his goodness. This makes better people. Can I get an amen? Because I feel like I'm teaching, you know, not too bad right now on that point. Build each other up. Church is for a build up, not a beat down. As we work on the interaction, the Holy Spirit works on the action, right? As we, as we commit ourselves to the interaction, God makes us both blessable and catchable. And can I just give a huge praise report? Almost every weekend now for the last three months, we've added somebody else to the community of faith. Can we just give God a, a five seconds of praise that it's been amazing the last few months. We're going to trust Jesus. We're going to keep plowing. We're going to keep digging for it. And God is good, right? And, but God has added consistently weekly for about the last three, four months. And it's a, it's a beautiful thing because we're reaching a brand new area. And I'm like, God, you've been faithful through the whole up and down of this whole wild thing, you know? And, and so you're good. And as we work on the interaction, I really believe the Holy Spirit will work on the action and get us both blessable and catchable. As, as, I, as I close down today, here's my challenge to you as we went through this list. And if you want this list, we can throw it online, maybe put it on our IG. Uh, I send it to you personally. As I went through this list, I'm, I'm willing to bet there's maybe one or two of these things that you're not doing. And so here's my challenge. Pick one or two of these one another's, right? Because as we come together, what's this whole thing about? As we get together and we do community, I'm supposed to do what the Bible just said to do, right? Like these are the one another's. This is what community is about. This is what healthy friendship looks like. This is what healthy community looks like. So pick one or two of these things that you're not doing and begin to do them.
That's my challenge to you. Pick one of the one another's that you're not doing and begin to do it and watch God work. You work on the interaction, let the Holy Spirit work on the action. Amen? Amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.